Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, tonight, what we're going to be talking about, a few things. First, Stefan Didak is going to come on. He's going to talk about this $75 million anti-vaping campaign done by uh, you know, tobacco control in California. And um, it got hijacked for like $0 by the vaping community in spectacular fashion. Truly a beautiful thing. Something similar happened to the FDA on their Facebook, and that just kind of happened, I think. Anyway, I guess all this stuff just kind of happens. We're going to go behind the scenes at a porn shoot gone wrong and why this is not some sort of reality television show because there must be ample content. I don't know. There's a new Lightning, uh, Lightning Bolt album out. They're my favorite band. We'll feature them during After Hours, and we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in Indiana and perhaps Massachusetts if someone is so inclined to call in. But before we start the program, let's just do a little bit of nonsense. A classic reverse prank call reminded to me by Jamie just a few minutes ago. I think it's his favorite. This is Cruise to Jamaica. Then we'll get started. Enjoy, folks. Uh, by the way, none of this is this, this, not, not safe for work. This is bad. How you doing? My name is Leon. I'm a certified ticket agent for Caribbean Cruise Lines. I'm here to help you claim your complimentary cruise for two. At least have the spelling of your first name. My first name is R-U-S-S-E-L-L. -S -S -E what up, Leon? Russell? Leon! <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Yo, I just want to cruise. Y'all heard, I know. So your name is Russell, correct? Leon! What up? Can you hear me? Where's the excitement? I just want a goddamn cruise. I'm going to Jamaica, baby. Bahamas, actually. Bahamas? Fuck that shit. I want to go to Jamaica. We'll put out to sea. And we'll perfect our chemistry. By and by we'll defy... A little bit of gravity. Russell? Afternoon delight. Cocktails and moonlit nights. <laughs> that dreamy look in your eye. Give me a tropical contact high. Way down in Kokum, Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you to Bermuda, Bahama. Russell? Come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego, baby, I want to take you to the Kokomo. We'll get there fast and then we'll take <laughs> it slow. That's where we want to go. Way down in Kokomo, the prince, I want to catch a glimpse. <laughs> All right, so give me the deets. What's up, brother? Uh, this, your name's Russell, correct? Leon! Leon! You know what I'm saying? Is Russell in the house? And I'm going to... Can I get a cruise to Croatia? Actually, that's really what I'd like. I need to cruise to the Bahamas. All right. Or Grand Bahamas Island. Oh, if it's Grand Bahamas, all right. Uh, yeah, which state do you live in? I live in New York State. Represent, represent. 
right, and how's the weather treating you there today? It's fucking rainy and shitty. Like the opposite of what it's gonna be in the Bahamas when I bring the rain! I see you're extra excited then, huh? I'm super excited! I'm stiff! If you know what I'm saying! I do. You ever cruise before? Oh, I've been cruising. I've been cruising all the time. I just never cruised down there, you know what I'm saying? You ever been to Florida? Why is it that when I'm on the phone with a black person, I try to talk more black? Don't you think that's a little strange? I apologize. It's nothing personal. What makes you say I'm black? Are you? Not at all. You're a white dude? Really? You're a white guy? Yes, I am. Why do you talk like that? Florida, probably. Florida? Yes, sir. That does not give you any sort of... That, that, that is no excuse. I mean, I, listen, it's your prerogative, but you sound like a black dude. I mean, that again, nothing wrong with that. I'm just asking why. I mean, I know why I do it. I'm stupid. Not the black people are stupid. It's just a stupid thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what does a black person sound like, sir? Like you. Like me. You think, this is the first time someone's ever said this to you. Come on now. Let's get real. And we're getting off the topic. I'm going on a motherfucking cruise, yo! Send the tickets. Ah, oh, fuck. There goes my cruise. Shit. hi -o. Can I get a hey now? Yes, I'm going down. Yeah. I'm going down, 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 down. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. No, that wasn't fake. I get these calls all the time. Yes, I got my big feet in the window. Got my head on the ground. Okay. All right, so let's get started. State of California, they, they, they did this huge uh, social media campaign. Actually, I don't know the extent of it, but that's at least part of it. 75 million bucks, hard-earned taxpayer dollars. 75 million to this thing, right? And uh, they're trying to do this uh, still-blowing smoke. You know, they got pictures of vapors, and they're still blowing smoke, and vaping is bad, and you know, same shit. Much slicker than normal, though. And this was completely hijacked by the community. Absolutely beautiful. Um, before we even talk about that, though, because I found, like, a fake, very clever, fake little press release that was done, and I clicked on one of the links in it. It was about the Master Settlement Agreement, which is really kind of at the heart of the matter here. 
Um, you can read the article here on ProPublica. Let's bring Stefan on so we can talk about this hijacking and also talk about this. I never knew about this. Stefan, you there, sir? Uh, I am here. Good evening, sir. You are here and you are loud and clear. Welcome back to the show, sir. <laughs> Good to be on. So, yeah, uh, what can I say? Have we had fun in the past 48 hours or what? It sure looks like you're having fun. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying very hard not to gloat, but uh, it, it was a bit of an effort because um, basically uh, Greg Conley told me that they were doing this uh, second wave of anti-vapor campaign in California, and he had just done an interview with the Sacramento Bee, one of the local newspapers there. And I looked at the available material because the site wasn't up, and I'm like, I might have 48 hours to pull something off, and if it works, this is going to be interesting. If it doesn't work, then, well, I just didn't sleep for 48 hours. What the <laughs> hell? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I set a goal to, to just uh, derail their campaign a bit and uh, move into their slipstream and raise attention for... Uh, the truth. Okay. Well, before we get to that, uh, what before, happened, however, be before we get to all that, uh, as the how and what the hijacking was and everything, just talk a little bit about what the, the, the so the state of California, I guess, or or maybe it was a tobacco, you know, an anti-tobacco. You 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 know more than me. So who started this? Where did the seven? Talk about the seventy-five million dollars and just talk about what they were attempting to do. Okay. So. Uh, the $75 million for this smear campaign came from the CDC and has been handed to the California Department of Public Health, who's working very closely with Tobacco-Free California. Uh, okay, so that's, that, that, that's, in, that, that's interesting because I, I thought it just came from California taxpayers, but $75 million from the CDC, that means we all paid for this. Uh, well, it, it's CDC money and possibly also Prop 99 money, which is the, the tobacco tax in California. Okay. But we're not entirely sure yet what the ratio of the total amounts was, but uh, most, most of the money is definitely CDC money. Okay. Uh, Dr. Gilbert Ross uh, already sort of confirmed that. It, it's, by the way, $75 million for a period of five years. Okay. And the, cam the, the portion of the campaign that they're launching with the still-blowing smoke part is apparently allocated at $7 million. Okay. That's a hefty amount. I guess that's mostly for a PR firm? Uh, mostly for, for PR, their website, uh, having their two uh, videos created. And I think most of the money somewhere between, I guess, 2 and $4 million. Uh, that's being spent on uh, broadcast uh, time because they're they're airing it on many different channels and uh, in prime time slots. Okay, well we're still thinking we're, we're we're talking about at least what's been the efforts that have been done so far. At least, at least we're talking about several million dollars, and um, uh, it seems like it was just completely completely wasted. Uh, I mean, I mean they so they started this thing, and then you and uh, dozens, if not hundreds. Maybe thousands. I don't even know. It, 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 you, when you search for this stuff, all you see is vapor. So, like, so, so, explain what happened. That you, you, you caught wind of this thing going on, this anti, this, this, the smear campaign against vaping, and then uh, everybody instantly mobilized. What happened? 
Well, I've worked for two days pretty much within a very small group who were aware that, that I was doing this and I was setting a few people up to, to help me push this out on Monday in the morning because I expected they were going to launch the site and launch the campaign live on the 23rd. Uh, instead of that, they picked 8 p.m. on a Sunday to launch. And I was still trying to notify notify people and, and get help in, in getting the word out. So uh, we just rushed, like literally rushed. The site was not entirely done in the way I had hoped for it because, well, I still had a few hours to go and had to run with it. And what happened after that was totally off the charts amazeballs. I had expected to to get good SEO and, and, and good search engine placement out of it because that, that's just one of the things I'm pretty good at. But the, the enormous amount of people and vapors just jumping on it and sharing it everywhere on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, like literally everywhere. I, I had analytics hooked up. We broke through the first 10,000 visitors in the first two hours. The first 10,000 visitors to what? Uh, to the website, to ours. Okay, so uh, so basically the, a couple things happened, you're saying. One, they had this still-blowing smoke smear campaign, and what you helped launch Correct. was a not-blowing smoke uh, hashtag for Twitter and Facebook as well as a not-blowing smoke website. Correct, correct. It was one of those domains that was free and it, it, it sort of looked right. Plus, their, their style was easy to copy. So uh, creating a parody site but with actual content, with, with truthful information, uh, that was actually the easy part. It's, it's just effort. I mean, it's not rocket science. Uh, the, the real effort was having hundreds of people in the initial wave just blasted out everywhere. And, and really raise the attention to this. It's a beautiful thing now. The, and the, I, I think that has... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, yeah, it, it is a beautiful thing because here you got this thing where you got millions of dollars of taxpayer money being put into this anti-vaping campaign, right? They got professional PR. They got millions of dollars. You know, they, 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 could do whatever they, they could do whatever they want. They have enormous resources. And it was completely squashed almost instantly by a grassroots social media campaign done with zero dollars and just, you know, hundreds of vapors very committed to this. And what resulted in that was that their millions of dollars didn't really, it didn't really accomplish anything. I mean, well, good for the PR firm. I'm sure they're getting paid no matter what, but like you were saying, you got all these stats, their website, when, when you do, when you do a search for, for still blowing smoke or not blowing smoke, you don't even see their website come up on Google. You see yours come up, you know, so that the, they got nothing for their money. Correct. And uh, yeah, that, that was one of the things I actually set out as, as one of the goals. And uh, that was accomplished about 18 hours into it. And I was actually wondering where, where, where the hell is their website listed? How much did they spend on their website? And you can't even get a single listing in Google. I mean, boy, I, I would ask for my money back at that PR agency. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, I'm, I'm just looking at uh, uh, the UCSF uh, website because uh, Professor Glantz has a little blog there, and 
he was so very kind to actually link to our uh, notblowingsmoke.org website. I saw that. Which, of course, is really wonderful for our SEO purposes. But uh, the, the latest round of comments on there are, are really interesting. There's a, his, his supporters are saying that the site looks pretty si- slick. And apparently, it's way too slick to just be e-sick enthusiasts. He smells money, and he smells industry money. Yeah. It, it, well, okay. if, if something <laughs> if, if something is good, somebody must have paid millions of dollars to, to, to make it like they did, right? They're, they're so stupid. we got talented people over here. I, I must say that, that in retrospect, if you actually look at, at, at how inefficient they are, uh, this was sort of like taking candy from a baby. It's really beautiful. I mean, I can't imagine. I, I, now, so here's the thing. So they, they got they got this war chest. They, you know, they took about ten percent of it to do this and you know some other stuff. So, I mean, what would you, what, what do you think they're going to do? I mean, I, I, if I were them, honestly, the only reasonable conclusion to come from this is that you know we found about this and hours later they were crushed. All of the money they spent was completely flushed down the toilet. No one's ever going to find their website. And if you do happen to do a search for their hashtag, it just comes up with vapors selling their stories and, uh, you know, trouncing them and, and, uh, and rightly so. And just, you know, people, if, if they go to their lie filled smear campaign, if they go looking for that, they're going to find the truth. So it was a complete loss, complete devastation for them, for, for what they set out to do. So at this point, I would think that they, I mean, the only reasonable conclusion would be to just just completely avoid social media. I, I, I don't, you know, if you do the same thing over and over again and, and expect, you know, a different result, well, that's not too bright or, or just plain stupid or insanity. I forgot what Einstein said. But they're they, at least the PR people, they can't be dummies. I would think they're just going to, you know, go any other route but social media. They can't, they can't think that this is ever going to work. Well, we, we've already shown him uh, a few times before. So, uh, yeah, the definition of insanity is uh, definitely trying to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Uh, maybe they, they should just consider not doing any social media at all. Yeah, because, I mean, they can get on the TV and they can get on the radio. They got those, you know, they got those channels. And that's hard for us, actually, to deal with. I mean, the AVA does a really good job. Greg gets out there, too. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's... It's their problem. I mean, they, but they certainly do have one now. And I, I can't imagine. I wish I was a fly on the wall at one of those meetings with a PR firm or, or whoever designed this thing. I mean, well, I mean, it's all, you know, public policy stuff. Nobody ever gets fired for fucking up in the public sector. So, you know, uh, that's not that's not it. But they got to be pissed off. I wish I could hear those conversations. That would be. And I almost thought that somebody somebody put out this uh, this fake. It's really funny. Someone put out this fake uh, internal memo from the, uh, it's supposedly <laughs> from the California Department of Public Health. I thought it was real. You know, I got, I got like um, halfway through it and I still thought it was real. And I'm like, oh my God, who got a hold of this? It's, it's clearly not real, but it's very clever. Um, but it, listen, that, their reaction couldn't possibly that, be that much different than, than, that, uh, than the fake document. Uh, correct. I, I I don't know who exactly made that, but uh, for the first two paragraphs, I also was taken aback and was like, "Wait, is this real?" I was hooked and in. And then yeah. I noticed a few details in there. I'm like, "Yeah." 
Uh, I've actually been posting a few uh, uh, comments here and there. Where, uh, apparently, there are uh, people who are taking this to be a uh, real document and taking it a little too far. And I'm like, yeah, a bit of a bit of satire and humor is is fine, but the, don't pass this thing off as being real. <laughs> no, and and one of the things one of the things when I when I first was reading it and I had no idea if it was real or not, I clicked on the first link uh, that 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 they put in the thing about. Uh, protecting the master settlement agreement funds, which is really what this is all about. I mean, they they get, they need the money from somewhere. Smoking is going down. Vaping is going up. D do the math. They're, they're, they're losing money. And it's, it, is, it is, in a way, it is tied to this master settlement thing because it has been, uh, it's been a disaster for so many states. Um, I, I was wondering, you know, we, we talked just a bit before the show, there's this whole thing. It seems like the biggest scam ever. I, I don't understand how people don't go to jail for this. These capital appreciation bonds that so many states took advantage, well, did not, you know, got, got, got taken advantage of, I should say, um, as a result of these master settlement agreement funds. Can you talk a little bit about that? And I'm going to I'm going to put the article in the replay notes and in the chat so everybody can read it. But can, can you talk about what, what happened after the master settlement agreement, which was when, you know, the whistle was blown by uh, Jeffrey Wigand on the uh, tobacco industry. And then the, there was multi hundreds of billions of dollars allocated from tobacco companies to the state, supposedly for tobacco, res uh, you know, research, education, everything that, that hardly anything has actually been used for those goals, but that's what it was supposed to be. And it was supposed to be a windfall of cash for all these states. And it turned out, being the exact opposite and I'm, I'm thinking how could this happen can you talk a little bit about that because i just i just read it quickly before the show but it seems that you you know something about this uh, sure so a lot of states have actually taken out bonds against uh, money generated through the msa that would be granted to them and those were those bonds were taken out based on an expectation of the revenue that would be generated. And that revenue has been in decline. Plus, the states have not actually used that MSA money for what it was supposed to be used for. They've been allocating it to, like, general funds mm -hmm. and, and paying a whole bunch of other things with mm -hmm. it. So the problem now is that those bonds are potentially set to go into default. And we all know what happens when bonds go into default. You've got another deficit. Mm -hmm. So uh, several states are looking at multi-digit uh, billions of dollars that they're going to be losing out on. And it, it is really one of those things where if, if you follow the money and you, you follow the politics, they want to fill that gap. And they think that, that they can fill that gap by um, either getting rid of vapor products by just taxing them out of existence or regulating them out of existence because in some way they have to either protect their tobacco income or they have to tax vapor products in such a way that they generate new income. Of course, that's never going to happen because that's not going to work. So here's, here's what I want to... Vapor products will, will not... Yeah, clearly. We, I, think everybody, I think everybody understands that, but there's a couple things I don't understand about this, about these funds. So... We're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars. Every state's getting money for this, right? So the states, you know, a lot of them, they have these deficits already. They want the money quick, right? 
and the money is doled out over time. It's not a lump sum, but you can make a deal, This uh, these capital appreciation bonds, so you can make a deal with some of the big, you know, Morgan Stanley, uh, Bear, Bear Stearns, whoever, whoever it was at the time that they were making these deals with. The, so the, the financial company is saying, hey, listen, we'll give you, you know, you're supposed to get, you know, $3 billion. We'll, we'll, we'll give you several hundred, we'll give you cash right now. Boom, in your hand, you got it. And, you know, you pay us back over time based upon, you know, the things that you're, you, what you're collecting. So here's what I'm not clear on. Is the reason, what, now this went wrong. It went seriously wrong. We're talking about some states owing $65 billion on Three billion that they've gotten, so it's 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 completely fucked. Uh, the the states are going to have billions and dozens and dozens of billions of dollars in uh, in, in in completely toxic debt. Um, it's a catastrophe, um, and this is all money that they were just going to get anyway. You know, they didn't have to do anything. The money was just going to roll in, uh, but they made these deals that went very bad. It seems like they all went bad. And what I don't understand is why why did they go bad? Is it because people actually started smoking less, so they were getting less money? What? Why did this go so wrong? Uh, I'm, I'm not entirely 100% clear on on all the different factors that caused the decline of the, the, the tobacco revenue, but they have been campaigning against tobacco heavily, so there are way fewer smokers. Right. And you've got you've got fewer smokers, so you're increasing the tax, but they can keep increasing the tax to the point where they're losing smokers. Uh, then there's been some changes in the way the accounting works and which products are actually part of the MSA and which products are not part of the MSA. Uh, then there's this thing called inflation. Uh, California put out a document explaining exactly that uh, inflation is hurting their uh, projected MSA uh, money. So that, that's another factor. It's basically a, a, a cascade of all these different things together that are they're causing this, this, this skewage of the projected amount and the fact that they're unable to pay back those bonds. Yeah. You, you know, you, you mentioned that you can't just keep increasing the taxes forever. And there's a, there's a lot of reasons for that. One is that every, every state is free to do whatever they want. So, for example, the state, my state, New York, who has raised the prices of the, the, the raised the taxes on cigarettes more than any other state in the union? What you've got, and, and New York City even more than New York State. So if you look at New, now New York City, a pack of cigarettes is uh, like thirteen fifty uh, on average. Um, so that is wildly higher than nearby states like New Hampshire and Virginia. So anyone who has an, some sort of entre entrepreneurial spirit who doesn't mind dabbling in the black market you can take a passenger car and you know go down to virginia or up to new hampshire it's a little cheaper if you do it in virginia you can load up your trunk with cartons of cigarettes and you've got tens of thousands of dollars of profit you know in a passenger car you know and and easy you know which is fairly easy to get in there and then you just got to figure out how to get rid of them uh, now that's all hypothetical what's reality is that in the state of new york the entire state, it's probably worse in New York City, but in the state of New York, over 50%, I think it's like 51% of all cigarette sales in the state of New York are black market. That is a staggering number. Most of the cigarettes sold in the state of New York are illegal. Most. 
it's it, it's it's staggering. It's 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 unbelievable. I mean, you know, black markets create opportunity, and when you so like you said, you can only increase. How did that? So how's that worked out for New York? I mean, you lost. <laughs> you, you, you lost 51% of your sales. I mean, well, I mean, there was a certain amount to begin with before the taxes shot up, but still over, you know, over half the cigarettes being sold are being done so illegally. They, so that's money that the state gets $0 on. They're getting $0 on most of the cigarette sales. So you, so your point is, is well taken and, and true in practice. Correct. Yes. And, uh, I've actually heard of this, uh, situation with, um, uh, the black market in New York, and if you do the math and you start like adding up all those packs, that's an enormous amount. That's a really like mind-blowing amount. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, just think about it like illegal drugs, for example. Like, okay, so you can go down to Virginia and you can get cigarettes probably for less than four dollars. You can you can definitely get them for four dollars a pack, right? And then back back in New York, the the street price for that four dollar pack of cigarettes is $10 more, roughly. So you're talking about a $10 increase. And and even if you sell them for less, because that's what they got. You go to any bar in New York, right? You'll see they got, I don't know why it's all Asian women, but it is. They got Asian women. They come into the bar. <laughs> they, they've I don't know. They've cornered the market somehow. But they, 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 you got these Asian women. They come into the bar, and they got a backpack filled with cigarettes. They sell them for um, usually it's eleven dollars a pack or two for twenty. So they're selling them for ten dollars, which is still below the going price. And hey, look at this; it's delivered to you right when you're in a bar, so it's super convenient. So they're making at least six dollars a pack. So they've more than doubled their initial investment on this product. They bought the product legally, of course. They're selling it illegally. Um, so you know, obviously, the state of Virginia is making out on this. Obviously, the seller's making out on it. Um, the buyer's making out on it. You can't find that kind of a deal with anything else except for illegal narcotics. Even then, sometimes the profit, depending on what the drug is, the profit the profit margin might not be that high. It, I mean, it's it's a racket, and you don't even have to do that much illegal stuff to get it done. Even if you get caught doing that, it's not as bad as selling any other anything else that's illegal. It's pretty much a slap on the wrist, actually. Even after New York has uh, increased the uh, the penalty, so that it's. It's a ridiculous thing. It's just the, the black market is, is it's thriving. Right. And you know what? If if they start regulating vapor products out of existence, there's going to be another black market. Exactly. Exactly. You, How you, is that going to work out for them? You took the words out of my mouth. And and it is going to happen. I mean, we can talk a little bit about Indiana now in the few minutes you have left. I was going to bring this up later anyway. And if people want to call in about Massachusetts, I guess now would be a good time to do it. If I see people on the line, we'll talk about it after Stefan uh, signs off. But if you look at what's going on in Indiana, it is, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with it. I mean, it's the worst, it's the worst vaping, anti-vaping legislation that has ever been concocted. It's very likely to go through. Correct. There's, there's very little that can be done about it at this point. It's going to make it almost impossible to sell open vapor products. By that, I mean anything that's refillable, anything that's not a sealed cartridge or or disposable it's going to make it nearly impossible um certainly for anyone out of state wanting to sell their product in in in, in indiana that's done nobody's going to bother 
that they, they just won't. There's no reason to. They, they, they've got to make special packaging. They got to pay fees. They got to do get testing done, which it's unclear how the state's even going to do it. Go travel all around. Whether you think they're going to travel to Hawaii, you know, so that they get so the volcano can get no, they're going to say no. We're just not selling in Indiana. So that's going to happen. No more bottled e-liquid will be sold in the state of Indiana unless it's made in the in the state of Indiana. Now, if you are an e-liquid manufacturer in the state of, of Indiana, um, first of all, get the fuck out now. You have time. Move your business out. Because even if, even if you comply with their uh, their $1,000 fee, um, the thousands of dollars you have to send on a, on a security system that really is only used in, in high-level things like secu like uh, government buildings and, and casinos and stuff. We're talking about like, we're not talking about a fucking webcam system you put up in your vape shop. We're talking about hardcore stuff with like NSA locks and fucking weird, you know, expensive stuff. So you got to buy that. You got to, you got to pay the money for the thing, for the, for the, uh, for the fucking sticker you put on or whatever. And that's just to be considered. They don't have to approve you and they will likely find something and, and, and other stuff too. Some of the other stuff is the borderline from unreasonable to reasonable, but we're talking about businesses spending tens of thousands of dollars in the hopes of being approved. There is no guarantee. It's not a will issue kind of thing. It's a we may issue it. And if you make any little mistake, they're going to drag it out. And you're not going to be able to sell product in the meantime. There's, it's, it's a system that is designed to, number one, not regulate really the, the uh, whatchamacallit, the Sigalike products. They'll have no problem. They don't have to do a goddamn thing. All that stuff is safe. And we know who's selling the lion's share of those these days. It's tobacco companies and Enjoy. For, as for the rest of the stuff, um, they're basically trying to make it so that the only companies that can do it, they're like tied in to these security companies. They're like owned by the same people. Um, it is a, a crony capitalism monopoly grab that we've never seen before. Um, am, I, am I forgetting any details in this? No, you're you're pretty much on the ball on that one. The the, the Indiana thing is uh, a massive headache. I'm I'm up to speed on it somewhat. At this point, I think the only hope of not having this bill actually pass is a uh, governor's veto. Right. And given that the the, the governor's fairly fiscally conservative. Uh, has sort of spoken out about crony capitalism. Nothing in this entire bill actually fits his political alignment. So that's the pressure point that needs to be hit. The governor needs to understand that passing this bill is not in alignment with his actual political position. It's um, And there's a shot there to take. That, that, yeah, and that's pretty much the only shot. And I'm going to tell you, he won't veto it. He may say... He may, there may be talks behind the scenes where he says, okay, take this out or change that or something. It's going through. This bill is going through by and large. And I'm not a defeatist. I'm a fighter. I, I, I think we should fight these things. I'm telling you guys, the, the bill, it, yes, there should be fighting. But it's going well, go, to go through. Here's the thing. Um, I hate to say this because it's, it's very unpopular but, and especially it's it's not very nice for Indiana, but maybe if we lost a state to something like this, other vendors in other states will take notice and do whatever they can to prevent shit like that happening in their state. 
I mean, it, it's not a popular opinion, but you know what? Sometimes having a big defeat rallies the troops. That's true. That's true. There, Some good could come. I mean, that's not what we want, but if it does happen, some good could come no. of it. Go ahead. I would rather see the bill stop, but... Yeah, it's if, not going to get stopped. It's, it's just stopped, not. Then... It's not. It, 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 listen, if you really think that this bill is going to get defeated or, or the majority of the most stringent regulations, it's not. It's going through. They've been working on this for over a year. The Indiana e-liquid manufacturers have been doing nothing in the meantime. And then all of a sudden, they, they hit with the stuff. And if you've watched any of the... It's devastating what they have. They, they, they got secret freaking videos of, of shops mixing liquid with like dirty stuff and <laughs> wiping syringes on their jeans. I mean, the, nobody's, they're not, it's, it's over. It's already over. You know, if, if you are, I mean, and you got to know this already. I mean, this is what I'm saying is not particularly profound. If you're a company and you make e-liquid in the state of Louis, uh, of, in the state of Indiana, you've got to get out. It's over. It's over. The, the, the white flag, get out because, or at least start doing business somewhere else because you are going to lose your business. It is going to be over. Uh, brick and mortars, I mean, good luck. I mean, the only hope for the vapors of Indiana is for the, for the shop owners, for the entrepreneurs, it's done. It's over. You, you're, you're done. You've got some time. You can still sell for a while. But th th these regulations will put you out of business. Mark my words, and I hope I'm wrong, but... um. It's time to get out. Now, for the vapors, the only thing that can save them is a black market and the Internet. Uh, Indiana will certainly see a black market if this thing passes. That, that's, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that that would be the logical conclusion. Yeah. It's sad. Um, but like you said, maybe something good will come of it. I mean, I think because this is going to – this is – this type of legislation is – a far more serious challenge than anything any other state has faced. As, you, as you've proven, we can deal with states yep. spending millions of dollars on social media campaigns and, and, and PR. We can deal with that. As other states have shown, vaping bans can be uh, defeated even when backed by pharma and American Heart, American Lung. They can be defeated. It can be won. It's hard, but... I don't know. I think we've won more than lost. I don't know. We're doing okay. It can be done. When you've got entrenched businesses in a state who already have massive hooks into the legislators working on something for over a year and then just dumping it on the desk one day, you've got no chance of coming out with your head above water. None. That's what they've proved here. There is no way that vapor products, open vapor products are really going to be legal in for sale in the state of Indiana um, unless you buy them over the internet or, or black market. It's it's all going away. It's crushing. And it's going to be the trend. It's going to be the trend because there's way too many businesses that recognize it. Once, once you got an industry that that's a multi-billion dollar industry like the vaping industry, you, you, you goddamn better believe it's a target. You know, these companies, they don't care what it is. They don't care if, they don't care if it's a back scratcher or an ego. You know, it's something that you can make a lot of money on by creating a monopoly and it's not that hard to do. Yeah, it takes effort, but they know how to do it. And that's what's happened. And sorry, Indiana, it, it, it's over. It's it's over. And the, the only thing you, other states can take as, as I guess, a, a lesson from this is, you know, start doing something now. Get get a Safada chapter or, or get, get, you know, get some kind of group going now where you've got a strong base. Because when this shit hits you and you're just, you know, 
you're just sitting there and you, you don't even know what just fucking happened. You're not going to win. You have to have some sort of base and you got to start it now. If it hasn't, if it hasn't happened already, you're, you're a sitting duck. Who do you think they're going to pick as their next target? The state that's got some kind of hardcore resistance movement already, already formed or, or the states that, that's got nothing. They're, they're going to, they're going to pick on the low hanging fruit. They can go anywhere they want. Exactly. Yep. So. And I always hear from, from, from other states that they're happy not to be in California with all the crap and all the bills that we're facing. And, we sort of like take that in stride, but this is one of the situations where we can actually say, "Wow, we're glad not to be in Indiana." Hey, listen, Stefan. I know you. Uh, I know you got to go like now, but 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 I do see a call. Uh, if it's about this topic, um, maybe it's something you can uh, elucidate on. Uh, caller in the three four seven area code. You're on the air. Hey, Russ. It's Jay. How you doing? Hey, Jay. What's going on? Uh, nothing. I just, you know, I've been listening to your cast right now, and I've been listening to the other gentlemen now, too. And I actually have just a, a minor opinion just to put out on, you know, a few of the B&M stores and things like that, especially for people that are trying to fight for this cause, for people to uh, keep continually vaping and such. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as what I can say is that, you know, if you can open a B&M store, don't sit there and open it just to get the dollar. You know what I mean? Actually open it to show that you actually really care. And I know there's a lot of B&Ms between here where we're at in New York and then abroad and so on and so forth to actually sit there and, and give a damn about us as, uh, as uh, vapors and such. But uh, a lot of those that do so, they don't put in their 200%. They're in about it just for the money. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, well, if regulation happens, then, uh, you know, oh, well, sorry, I got your money. Bye. See ya. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah. there's a lot of B&M stores that actually do that. Mm -hmm. And it's actually really, really, uh, it leaves a really sour, salty taste in my mouth and as well, I'm sure, with everybody else. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, for me to say this, you know, if there's any owners of B&M stores on this podcast right now, don't do it for the money. Do it because it, you're helping people. Don't do it and not put anything towards it. You know what I mean? It's like with me. You know, I build devices, I build mods, and believe it or not, out of what I do build, I do put something back, a little bit back into the community to help people, and that's all I've been about is helping people. And if, you know, if the state of Indiana is going to sit there and pass, you know, this huge legislation against everybody and ban it, guess what? Who's to say that New York's not going to, or Ohio, or Illinois? or L.A., or any of those. You know what I mean? It only has to take one area that it's actually going to start. And believe it or not, that's a really, really sad outcome. With Greg Connolly and CASA, and then the vaping militia, and then, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you had another friend, I believe, uh, was an ex-NYPD person that vapes as well. I forgot her name. But, uh, you know, for people that are really, really, really for this, stand up for it. And I mean really stand up for it. Because I'm tired of reading all this stuff. Everybody's posting things on Facebook and social media and saying, oh, well, this state's going to have this or this state's going to have that. We're pro pro uh, proposing a bill for this or that, you know, and banning or regulating or taxing or whatever. I'm tired of reading it. Either you're going to do something or you're not. Bottom line, I'm tired of seeing it. I'm, I understand being aware, but at the same time, do something about it. Don't sit there on your fucking ass. Don't sit there and say, oh, you're going to do something later on. Do it. You know what I mean? I couldn't agree more. And stop stop thinking, stop talking, start doing. I agree. Ex exactly, exactly. And, you know, I, 
I'm for just as much as, as with anybody and for everybody, you know, but don't, you know, don't sit there and wait till the last second to do something to say, oh, 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 now this is happening. You know, maybe, you know, they could swipe the, car, the, the carpet underneath us to a certain degree, but at the same time, it's the real activists, the real people that get into this whole society and this whole community. You want to sit there and, and not have to go back to traditional cigarettes? Then don't do it. But at the same time, stand up for what you believe in, you know. That's it. So that's my rant, dude. Really, it is. I, I'm just. I appreciate you know, it. I'm frustrated. Yeah, I, I can really. hear it. I can hear yeah. you, are, and I don't blame you. But um, uh, well put, and uh, thanks for calling in, sir. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, there he goes, everybody. Jay uh, works for Alt Smoke uh, here in New York, I think. Um, all right, uh, Stefan. I know you got to run. You got another interview to do. Uh, any closing thoughts? Uh, closing thoughts. Uh, yes. Everything you see on the Not Blowing Smoke website is really great. However, what people don't know is that uh, lots and lots of companies, really big names, really big players, have been reaching out and asking, how can we amplify this? How can we make this bigger? What can we do? So expect a second wave and expect something bigger because I think we've hit a point where if you build it, they will come. has happened. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just to end on a positive on a positive note. <laughs> well, I think that's as uh, best we can do for tonight. Congratulations, huge success, well done, um, and uh, really inspiring. Actually, um, very very impressive stuff. Thank you. And in uh, typical California terms, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will. Um, the shit just <laughs> doesn't doesn't stop. Uh, I'll okay. See, I'll see you later, Governor. All right, and uh, there he goes, everybody. My friend Stefan, I love. Bye. See you later. Love that guy, Stefan Didak. He's everywhere. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on in. Uh, is Massachusetts a Commonwealth? I think it is in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. A lot of people want to talk about this, and and, and I'm behind on it. I, I I'm really sorry that I don't uh, I don't know more about this, but that's why we do this show live so we can learn. All right, let's start with the nine seven eight area code. Let's figure out who's who. Uh, 978, you're on the air. Hey, uh, Russ, it's uh, Upstomp. Jay, what's going on, my man? How's it going, buddy? Okay, welcome. Um, look, yeah. Uh, it, hold on, sorry, let, me, let, me just, let me just uh, figure out who these other callers are, uh, make sure we're all on the same topic and everything. Uh, so, caller in the 413 area code, you're on the air. Hi, it's Chris Prost. All right, Chris, you're, you're calling in to talk about Massachusetts, right? Yes, I am. All right, let's see who else is on the line. I got a caller in 617. 617, you're on the line. Yeah, that would probably be me, Jen. Hey, Jen, Boston Vapors. And that looks like about it for now. Okay, great. Anyone else who wants to call in, you know, feel free. 347-308-8329 and push one just so that I know that you want to talk. So, okay, Jay, let's let's start with you. I picked up on you first. What, what the hell's going on mm -hmm. up there? Well, well, first of all, I want to I want to give a shout out to Stefan because he's truly been inspirational this week. Mm -hmm. uh, what he was able to accomplish was absolutely amazing. Uh, with, like you said, little to no resources, he was able to basically put the kibosh on a seventy-five million dollar effort to just slam the vaping community. Um, 
and basically just put out that fire before it even started. It's remarkable. Uh, so definitely kudos to Stefan for doing that. And it's 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 hopefully it's going to be a strong inspiration for uh, what's going on right now in Massachusetts. Amen. Um, so, I mean, I can't speak ultra intelligently to what's going on in Massachusetts, because quite frankly, uh, Jen and Chris have been you know, doing all the groundwork, you know, for the last month or so, uh, trying to get everybody together. Mm-hmm. Um, but es- essentially what we're looking at is is the same thing that's been going on a- across the country uh, with a full deluge of, of uh, legislatures and attorneys general uh, just attacking vaping, you know, on all fronts. Uh, and and we're really just looking at a microcosm of everything that's been going on, you know, in Illinois, in Georgia, and you know, everywhere across the country. We're we're seeing the same thing, and and quite frankly, they picked the wrong time to pick a fight here, um, because as you know, uh, Massachusetts has been relatively quiet, uh, both as as a community and as far as having to fight legislation. It, it, there really hasn't been all that much going on here, surprisingly, in all in a lot of ways. Um, but right now, the community has really taken off in the last year, year and a half, uh, and now they're deciding to to come get us, and and I think we're ready. Uh, and, and you know, Jen, what Jen and Chris have been doing uh, in the last couple of couple of months um, really is going to be able to prepare us and, and enable us to to fight this head on so let's uh let, let's, really, let's let's talk really a little proud. bit of, yeah let's talk a little bit more about the the nitty-gritty jen if uh if you could help out what exactly is being proposed uh so this particular bill that that we have would uh ban online sales we're unsure of the extent of that um what happened was last Tuesday, our attorney general had a press conference, and I happened to log into Facebook. Somebody posted, like, hey, this is happening today. So I hopped in the shower, and I went down there. And uh, they had camera crews, news reporters all around, and uh, they gave up. They, they were up there for about, you know, half an hour, person after person, uh, giving testimony about how they, they need to regulate e-cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked the question in the press conference specifically, uh, what the online sales ban does. Uh, do you mean that Massachusetts vendors can't sell online to Massachusetts residents, or can we not buy out of state? Is this like interstate commerce? And uh, the attorney general couldn't answer. Uh, she said, you know, we'll have to get back to you on that. Yeah, because they don't, um, they don't, they don't know that it's virtually impossible to to stop online sales from out of state. I don't think they even know that. Well, they've done it with ammo. Right, right. What do you, they've done what? <laughs> they've done that with ammo. The the attorney general's office specifically has done that with ammo, and not with legislation. Uh, it's 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 been purely through the threat of litigation, uh, and I would expect the same thing here. Hmm. They would simply threaten uh, online vendors across the country with lawsuits if they didn't stop selling uh, electronic cigarettes to N- folks in Massachusetts. Now, with with ammunition, was that done based on federal law or or 
or, or no, it was it was done based purely on a consumer protection law, uh, a very esoteric kind of kind of situation, uh, and it's literally it literally could be uh, brought down with somebody willing to you know step up and file a lawsuit. It, it could it could very well be shot down, um, but it hasn't been because frankly many online ammo vendors aren't willing to to take up that fight. Sure, most not, most probably you know, can't. So so the same yeah, and even more wouldn't wouldn't be willing to do that in the in the e-cig industry. Sure, and probably the same tactics would be available. Mhm. Yeah. Okay, so so okay, Jen, so I get the so the online ban of online sales what kind of stuff more directly uh affects like brick and mortars and stuff give us the whole what's the kitchen sink here yeah uh so it would also define e-cigarettes as tobacco products mm -hmm. which would automatically inherit tobacco taxes we assume um or sets it up that that will that will happen also prohibits the free giveaway of t-shirts and merchandise and, or or the with the sale of an e-cigarette so if we buy an e-cigarette they can't give us something uh um, it would uh, prohibit giving away free samples. Mm -hmm. It would require that. E so wait, does that? Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. To, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, John. But does that mean like if you had a brick and mortar, you you can't let people sample off an ego or something like that? It's a very good question and something again that uh, because we we haven't gotten clarification on some of these these statements, we don't know yet. Well, uh, an important thing to note is is that uh, in Massachusetts we have a statewide tobacco smoking ban. So if you were to classify vaping as a tobacco product, it, it very well would mean that you can't vape anywhere that smoking is banned. Sure. Right. It inherits everything. Yeah, unless they specifically exclude, which some states have done. I, I don't imagine Massachusetts is going to do that. They they haven't been friendly so far. So, uh, assuming the worst is probably assuming the most probable outcome, which would be, uh, you know, your vape shop wouldn't be able. To, you can't forget about free samples. You can't vape at all in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're working on. They even say that we can't uh, sell them in vending machines. I haven't seen sales in vending machines in twenty years. Yeah, really. I don't right. know where that's coming from. Right. I mean, I've I, seen when some. I, was 12, I, I, I used to go into the bowling alley and get my cigarettes that way, but now. <laughs> yeah. Now, now we have we have seen uh, people at the major vape conventions yeah. uh, showing off vape vending machines, but yeah, I have yet to see them actually out in the public. Yeah. Um, so Chris, what has what has your experience been? So, oh, is Chris still here? Oh. Chris, Chris, it looks like Chris was uh, disconnected. Oh, not by me. Um, well, Chris, if you want to call back in, go ahead. I see there's several other callers online, so let's get some input. And, and it, I think Jamie wants to be brought in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let me uh, let me bring in Jamie first. Then I I'm gonna guess. I think this looks like your. Is this your phone number, uh, Jamie? Eight six zero. He's probably eight five seven. He says eight six zero. Yeah. Okay, Jamie. If uh, if you're on the line, are you here? Maybe not. Uh, okay. Sorry, I was muted. Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. There you are, sir. There he is. Hey, yeah. Sorry, my phone was muted. No, it's all good. Um, What's yeah, so, um, there's so Massachusetts has basically become a patchwork quilt of regulation. 
Um, a lot of municipalities have already modified the tobacco law uh, or the existing state-level tobacco laws to include vaping. My town that my shop is based in is one of them. Um, there are provisions in the current tobacco laws for specialty shops that sell tobacco, and I guess it would include vaping. Vaping's not included in there right now. That would allow, that could possibly allow for indoor use of vape products inside of these stores, because we have a we have a smoke shop down the street from our vape store where people actually can still smoke inside hmm. of that store. Okay. So that's the, that's the way that the provision worked for me. Um, as long as the store is limited to people above the legal smoking age, the NSLA, um, MLSA, um, they c- you can use the product inside of that store. Um, but, of course, since the Attorney General has not actually given us a paper copy of the revised regulations, we have no idea what it's going to do. Yeah. Right. All right, let me bring on Chris because I know he wanted oh. to. Oh, go ahead, Jen, while I bring on Chris. Go ahead. I also know that there's one organization called Mass Municipal that is lobbying themselves. They're, they're basically, um, I, I think of them as an extension of tobacco-free kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're lobbying really hard to shut down indoor vaping at all. Right. Um, Period. We've been to a couple of hearings in, in various towns where they're always making that argument to shut it down. So we know we're up against that. Yeah. Hey, whatever you guys do up there, don't have a big... Don't don't have a big vape convention in Massachusetts because those these days just don't ever seem to go well. <laughs> just, just go somewhere else. Um, well, the problem is that in Massachusetts there aren't many places where you can have one anymore. So well, well there's that right. And I know I know Russ, you you, you didn't make it up to VCC uh, New England, um, but actually that went off pretty well. Um, you know the only the only ifs ands or buts I would apply to that are probably you know what went on in the hotel, but uh, yeah. New England actually had a pretty successful convention. That's true. Um, you know, with very little through, drama through Kevin's through Kevin Skipper. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, let me bring on Chris. Uh, Chris, are you there, sir? Yes, I am. Great, thank you so much. Sorry for the technical uh, uh, snafu over there. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Not a problem. Tell us what's uh, been going on. What you're doing. Well, uh, I've been uh, a shop owner for over two and a half years now, and, uh, you know, past year plus, I've been trying to get uh, other shop owners to be Safada members. Uh, it really hasn't been that big in Western Mass, or even in Massachusetts. My side of the state's really slow. Um, uh, a little over a year ago, it was me and another vape shop in the entire Western Mass, and about mm-hmm. 12 had popped up. I... Every time one opened up, I went there, told them what was going on. There was legislation proposed in Massachusetts, but it was always stalled out. I couldn't get anybody to do anything. Uh, yeah, I remember, not, not not to interrupt you, Chris, Well, but I am, <laughs> but I remember <laughs> a couple of years ago, there was there was stuff going on. There, was, uh, there were people, th- there was some kind of hearing going on, I remember, and it, and it was about, this was City of Boston, I believe. City of Boston, I believe, yes. banned That's where Chris yeah. and I met, Boston, actually. Yeah, Boston Bandit. Um, we have a Cambridge Bandit. Yeah. Yeah, we and had, like, uh, and, well, I'm glad you guys met there, but my recollection was that nobody really showed up, that there were actually vendors who had stores no. inside of Boston's, and they didn't even go, you know? Absolutely. And in August 2013, uh, uh, Rep. Sanchez introduced uh, legislation to ban it in the workplace, all the other stuff, and... Uh, 
in October, it was actually October 3rd, 2013, me, Jamie, and I believe uh, Jen was there. Uh, one My of mom. Friends, your mom and maybe two other vapors. Yeah. Us against the state, the Attorney General, American Lung, American Cancer. Thankfully, it got bogged down because every community, it advanced, but every committee added some other pork to it. Yeah. Now we have the Attorney General trying to get him around lots. It's like my state, yeah. uh, bring up Jay's conversation, Glock handguns are illegal in my state because of the Attorney General. Wait, what? what, what yeah. uh, the, 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 Attorney General, the Attorney General's office in Massachusetts has an incredible amount of power. Um, you know, and we, and we've seen that throughout the years, and and that's what makes this particular piece of legislation, you know, extra dangerous, um, is because they're not really beholden to the same type of uh, rules that you know a, a local or even a statewide health department might be. Um, they can they can just come up okay. with stuff willy nilly, and they and they can't get challenged until the law or regulation has passed, and somebody's willing to foot the bill for a lawsuit. So it it becomes very it becomes very difficult and dicey and especially when you have a new AG who's trying to make a name for herself. Sure. Uh which is the situation right now with uh with you know the former attorney general, you know, getting voted out of not voted out of office but you know essentially, you know, she she no, put all her, her eggs, and eggs in she one basket. 30,000 votes. Well, well, she put all her eggs in one basket, and you know she was she was trying to run for governor, and she and she put all her eggs in one basket, and now she's gone. Um, so now we have a new attorney general who's really trying to make a name for herself, and she's she's chosen you know uh, electronic cigarettes to be one of her one of her early uh, conquests. Yeah. And of course, they did not get any input from the stakeholders during this regulation generating process. So now we need to go and make noise. What do you mean by no, what, what no, do you mean? What they, do you, what, hold on. What do you mean by that? They didn't get any. They, you mean from you? From shopping? we are the stakeholders. Right. Everyone yeah, in they, the state who owns a shop, they did not. They did not let us know this was happening. We literally heard about this the morning of the press conference, where they came out and and basically slandered us, much like in in California, mm-hmm. and said that we are not we are completely unregulated and not following any laws which is not true for 99% for a large majority of the shops in Massachusetts and we are now having to go out and and rally our consumers and rally the other shops in Massachusetts to to make noise at this hearing which is April 23rd correct me if I'm wrong Jen yeah correct that, that's right uh, that's correct and that's that's what I want to talk about is what we're doing about all this right because we were all of us that are on the call right now have been working really hard to rally all the vendors and all the consumers to get to that hearing. And we're generating a lot of interest and we're getting our, our Savada chapter going. And that's where I, I, that's what I want to focus on is what we're actually doing about it. All right. Um, and Chris has done a lot of work. You can, you can speak to that. Uh, so uh, why don't you chime in Chris with, with what you've been doing? Yeah, I, um, uh, I haven't done anything today. My car broke down. I was in. Uh, I haven't slept last night, so if I'm uh, a little sidetracked, I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. Uh, e- ER with a stepdaughter. Uh, I got two shops signed up yesterday. Um, individual this past weekend. Tomorrow actually depends. 
Uh, I'd have to see a few more shops that uh, over the phone they told me they were going to sign up. I mean, we've already have enough members in Massachusetts. Our Safada chapter is going to be official. Now, that, that's good and dandy, but Safada, like the SA or Vapor Militia, I mean, we just don't have the, they don't have the budgets to come here and fight. They rely on us to do the fighting. So now with our core membership, us reaching out to get more shops on, we are hiring a lobbyist. It's in Massachusetts, it's thirty to $60,000 per year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to come up first three months and have them on retainer for the remainder of the year. Um, but more shops we get on, the cheaper it is for the shops, and the more shops we have on, the larger the voice we have. Also, the more shops, the more people that we reach, and the more funds we can raise through Safada, which we fall under the Safada nonprofit without all the paperwork. So all the money we raise in this state stays in Massachusetts to fire our government. Right. And, and, And right now, we we are snowballing. The, the the effort that we've put forth uh, over, just over the last week alone has really snowballed. There's been a lot of interest both from the vendor community and the vapor community in Massachusetts, which is something I've frankly never seen before. Uh, you know, Russ, as you know, you, you've 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 been at least tangentially uh, involved in in the Massachusetts and New England uh, vapor community. Mm-hmm. You you know as well as I do. Over the last three or four years, there's been nothing going on here. Right. Um, right now, right now, it's it's going crazy right now, uh, and we're all very excited to see to see as much effort as has been put forth as what we're seeing right now. Okay, so I got two absolutely. Qu- I, I, that's and right cooperation. Um, now, me being a vendor in Massachusetts, I've seen so much. Um, a year and a half ago, before uh, VCC New England. I'd maybe sell one 18650 battery a month. Now, I couldn't give someone an ego. People walk in, no, I want this. Mm-hmm. Vaping has finally taken off in Massachusetts. You know, we're, yeah, we're, actually, we're catching not. up with the rest of the country. Um, we're getting more and more um, people. What's that, Jen? Yeah, so two years ago when I testified in Boston with Chris and Jamie and all them, I remember uh, we we went over our store count, and I think we had like, you know, eight in the whole state of Massachusetts. Um, I think I learned about Chris's shop at that, at that time. I didn't even know he had one. I think it was just like starting. Um, and now we have, my, my count is about 44 stores. And we already have 12 members, uh, kind of in the last week alone. Uh, and that doesn't include e-liquid Wanting to join our chapter. Yeah. And we have a couple of big e-liquid manufacturers. Um, and, but if we get all 44 stores signed up, we lower the cost per store to like 100 bucks a month. Yeah. If we get all the stores signed up with us. Pocket change. I mean, it could be Pocket anywhere change. from 1000 a month to 100 a month. So let me, so, so cooperation and involvement. So let's let's talk about that. So you, you you're you're doing good and this is picking up a lot of steam. So on the chance that someone, you know, be it a vapor that goes to a a store who wants to walk in and tell their store about, 
these challenges that are coming and the things that you guys are doing to fight it. Or maybe just the, the shop owner who's clueless, who's going to say, oh, shit, well, I should do something. What do they do? Where do they go? Can you give like a web address or an email address where people can go so that they can, you know, connect with you guys and, 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 and join? The best thing, uh, best outreach we're doing we the, have right um, now. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, go ahead, John. Oh, sorry. Um, we're getting the paperwork in tomorrow, and then we'll be formal. Once we're formal, we'll uh, have a, a website that we can direct people to. Right now, we're kind of running out of everything out of the New England Vapor Facebook group, uh, where you can find me, Boston Vapors, Chris, um, Chris Prost is, is on there too, and uh where I'm making an effort to be in that group every day uh, and available for people to talk to. And I, I'm pinged all the time. I've, I, I'm getting pings from stores and from consumers all the time saying, how do I do it? Who's doing it? And how do I do it? And I'm just giving the information out. And that's over the last week. We're up to uh, about 14 members. This is great. Okay, so as of fantastic, fourteen, 14 vendors, I just want to which, make it just spectacular. Yeah. So as of today, Tuesday, March twenty fourth, uh, the best place to go would be the New England Vapors Facebook group. If you just type that into Facebook, you'll you'll get there. And I'm sure that once you guys have a an official website for your Safada chapter and all that stuff, I'm sure it'll be posted and pinned in that group or something to something to that effect. Um, and you know you can Absolutely. you can get that link there. I'll edit it into the replay notes once it exists. But for now, just go to the New England Vapors uh, Facebook group, and if somebody could drop a, a link for that in the chat, that would help. Um, so I got I another. Our, our Russ, website real will quick. be linked off of Safada's page. Okay, what, what's Since that, Jeff? Um, part of Safada will be linked. I'm sorry, uh, who's talking? <laughs> sorry, it's uh, it, it's a little tough. You, you the, can the, you, you finish, Jen. Will, you finish, Jen, and then we'll go to Jay. Go ahead, Jen. Sorry. Uh, Oh, sorry. Uh, the webpage will eventually be linked off of Safada because we'll be a Safada chapter, and they'll give us a website. So be uh, part of them, and then you can get get to us through their their page. Gotcha. Eventually, when we're formal. Sure. And what were you going to say, Jay? I think that was you. Uh, it was no, Jamie. It wasn't me. Uh, it must be Chris then. Uh, Russ, I just want to. I just want to point out. <laughs> Go ahead, Jamie. I just want to point out that uh, that Jen has been amazing helping us. She doesn't have a financial stake in this. She is a vapor. And over the past year and a half, she has been a great advocate for uh, vaping in Boston. And she has taken the reins on this and spent an inordinate amount of time. And, and being a shop owner and having a full-time job, it, it's hard for me to put in as much time as I really should. But Jen, thank you from all of us for spending your time working on this and keeping us all organized and, and doing the meeting notes and, and working with Safada because it has been an amazing help, and we we love you. And thank let you. me thank you. Let me just second that. I, I've I finally got to meet Jen in in person for the first time at VCCNE uh, last year, and uh, her passion was obvious. Um, and it's 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 been inspirational to see the amount of focus that she's been able to put in since then, and especially over the last couple of months, uh, you know, what she, what she's done, uh, and what, and what Chris has been doing as well in the, in the, in the back end, uh, you know, he's, Chris has been working tirelessly to try to recruit other, uh, other vendors, uh, you know, across the state, uh, 
uh, you know, both of them have really been working tirelessly to get this thing off the ground. And right now, you know, because the state is coming after us and coming after us so directly, it's really galvanized us because of, you know, the 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 base work that they've been doing over the last year, year and a half. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, so thanks to, to, thanks to both of them. All right. Um, my last time I'll mm-hmm. chime in. Um, I'll third what Jen's doing. Uh, I'll use Jen as an example. She's a consumer. She is a member of Safada on an individual membership. In Massachusetts or California or any state, that individual being a membership has just as much say as a vendor does. So I encourage individuals to be a member of Safada. I mean, Safada, their main focus, you pay the membership, it goes against fighting the federal government. Last September, I was uh, in my uh, uh, senator's um, war room. I don't know what the hell you want to call it. I'm so tired. Uh, it was a Safada fly-in. So I met a lot of representatives and senators throughout uh, the Northeast. They set that up. So membership goes to fight in the federal government. Now, when there is a local chapter set up, all the money that's raised, other than the yearly dues, goes to the local chapter. So all the money that Massachusetts raises now stays in Massachusetts. Um, I had a lot of other points. So, yes, as an individual, become a member of Sapata. Uh, broken mortars. And I want to think... There's... Oh, slow down. I got a lot of advocacy in my head. There's a <laughs> lot more than... Sapata, Vapor Moisha, Casa, the AVA, they all have their focus points. They all work together. They all talk together. So supporting all of them is a good thing. But you can understand the vaping industry, we don't have the money like big tobacco, governments, big pharma. Help them out, but you also have to focus on the local level. Uh, I, I agree. I chapter. agree, and there's a ton. Um, become, become a member of NFIB, uh, your local chamber of commerce. Brick and mortars have to be part of the community. We're looked at, we're looked upon as drug dealers. Yeah. And I, I literally, I became uh, finally a member of the chapter, local chapter, uh, local chamber of commerce, and they opened me with welcome arms. I have access to my mayor in one of my shops once a month. I, they arranged a, um, I, I get to speak at a hospital, the pros and cons of electronic cigarettes. Um, the mayor's coming down. My, my new shop just opened up in December. mayor's coming down uh, in May, and he's going to do a ribbon concert. So they opened up a lot of doors for me. It cost me $150 a month. No, it's, or, it's, a year to member. Sounds, and, sounds like a no-brainer. And for all the absolutely. vapors out there, I think it's a great idea. All the things you said are a good idea. But even on the, on the most basic level, um, for the vapors that just go to stores that buy stuff, you know, I don't expect everybody to do all the things you've said. That would be nice, but even just something as simple as when you're ringing up your per- you're, when you're getting your purchase ringed up, you know, to talk to the manager of the store and say, "Hey, have you heard about this legislation that's coming in Massachusetts? And are you getting are you getting signed up for the New England or for the uh, for the Massachusetts chapter of Safada?" And you know, see if you get a blank stare or not. Or yes, I've done this, and I talked to Jen and Chris and. Uh, that that should drive where you really spend your money. 
because it, 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 it's, it's not it's not worth supporting a business that is just going to wait for other people to do it. I mean, there was another question I had for you guys who are reaching out to all these stores. You mentioned, Jen, that there's 44 stores in Massachusetts. You want to get them all signed up. That's great. I hope you do. Good luck. Um, you won't. Um, what has been like to the ones that just haven't done anything like what's what's that like when you reach out to a store and you don't get them and you and and they don't sign up and 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 do this what's the objections what or or do you just not get a phone call back what's that like what a great question oh um i've been trying to get shops signed up for a long time i i understand i use myself as an example um, I distributed one of the first, or, or the first, vape alcohol bar in the world. I completely did it. You know, it was not on purpose. Two and a half years ago, I, I, I literally I picked up a single light in Florida, had a rental van. Uh, so that's how I got my start. Uh, Karen Carey from Passa, she came into my place. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Karen Carey. I'm like, and Passa, uh, I'm like, what are you talking about? But I I see that now when I walk into these new shops. And I never hear Kassar, they're like, no. Uh, like I said, about 12 have opened up in the last mass past year. When they open up, I stopped in. You know, Kassar, this and that, and they're like, no, I'm just making money. Right. Now, you know, a year later, they're starting to, after me, be on them, be on more. I'm not paying the ass to them. Um, the customers... Warning. I mean, within a 10-mile radius, there's got to be a, eight stores. So customers hop from store to store and store to store. People well, know I, 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 think, I think most stores, and, and this has to be expected, most stores, they're looking at their bottom lines. You know, they're small businesses. They don't, they don't fully understand long-term goals. You know, these are people who have either discovered vaping through their own personal experience and decided to open a shop because they want to help people, or they see a cash cow and they're they're exploring that. Uh, and either way, they don't. You have to approach them, you know, with that mindset. Like they don't necessarily understand that there is a legis uh, there's a legislative demon hanging over their head. Um, so I think it's important when you approach new vendors to not try to shame them into, you know, all of a sudden signing away an extra 500 bucks a month. Uh, you you want to try to, you know, extol on them the fact that there are there are entities that want to stop the progress of this industry. So Jen, let me get your let I me get your perspective. Yeah, Jen, I was about to ask you. Let me get your perspective back to my original question because you're 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 a consumer advocate. So you're calling these places, I guess, and getting people signed up. I'm interested about the resistance. Like, what is that like when when you don't get a yes? What what, what are there reasons? Or is it just stonewalling and not returning phone calls? What what happens? Uh, I've only had one phone call not be returned, and all my conversations have actually... So I'm I'm a positive message kind of person, right? So uh, just like what Jay said, we're not about, um, uh, you know, having, like, veiled threats. Like, you need to join because, you know, 
this is not what we're about. Uh, when everybody was thanking me earlier, I wanted to thank all the vendors because they're coming together. I mean, even, you know, businesses that are very close to each other where they're in business, they're competitors, they're coming together and they're joining. Um, so I think that if we focus on what we what we need to do in a positive manner, bring people in, uh, you know, and, and kind of guide them through what the law is going to do. Have them understand what a 90% tax looks like on the products and then have them understand that as a consumer, as much as I love you guys and I want to do business with you in state, I'm going to buy it online when it's double price in your store, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right now we're already working on thin margins. Like I know our vendors are are working on thin margins on a lot of a lot of their products because they can the only charge is, so much higher than what's online, mm-hmm. right? Now, yeah. if, we, if we have a 90% tax and stuff, it's going to be outrageous. Yeah. People are going to find it's out real quick where to buy cheaper. Yeah. Every business. Things have gotten Gosh, a lot harder for a vendor. To... Yeah, never mind just... Is, uh... yeah. Sorry. Uh, never mind just what's going on with taxes and whatnot. Things have gotten so much harder for the vendor. And we have to thank the Chinese for this. You know, they... Make a product. It's new and flashy, great for a month. So you know, I buy that, and a month later, something's out. Then something that's better is now cheaper. So now I'm stuck with this old crap because mm-hmm. everybody wants a new crap, and because everybody wants a new crap, it's scarce. So I'm left with bare shelves of old stuff. Yeah. So it's very tough. The brick and mortar. I mean, the business is getting, uh, it's more aggressive, um, you know, that, that's the way business is, but it is hard. The Kanger K tank, or the, the K box. I made a year ago more on an ego kit than I can on one of those. Well, if you think that comp- I have to survive, if you think that competition, in competition, in a, yes, if you think that competition in a free market is challenging, wait until you see what it's like. When there's buttloads of regulation, it's yeah. it's, it's not going to be better. Trust me. Oh, so, I know. You know, but um, we're you know, yeah, no. I really think you know a lot of vape standalone breaking breaking motors. They have to diversify. They have to have another business. Whether it's on video games, well, that that'd be a bad one for the children. You know, adults don't like <laughs> video games. Right. But Jesus. I really think you need to go to bed. Jen, Jen, we're going to wrap this, uh, we're going to wrap this, uh, we're going to wrap this topic up folks, but I'd like to get a, let me just get a last word from Jen and Jamie and then, uh, and then we're going to, I'm going to move on to something stupid. So uh, Jen, last, uh, again, again, everyone go to the new England vapors, Facebook group, uh, right now. And then there will be a Safada, uh, chapter link, I suppose, in, in the very near future, which will be included in the replay notes when it becomes available. I'll have links on new England, va- new England vaping.com, which is my store site too. Right on. Excellent. When, when we get the site out. Excellent. Uh, Jen, any last words? <laughs> that sounds ominous. Uh, I was listening to your show, one of your replays, and, uh, you quoted something along the lines of, 
if the vendors can't close their store for one day at a hearing, how are they going to feel about closing their doors forever? Yeah. That would be my message. Yep. In a positive way, please join us. We're actually doing something. So, you know, help. <laughs> please. Thank you all so much for joining me and educating me. I didn't know if it was as bad as it is, but it's um, it's hard these days. It's really hard to to keep up. I mean, it's so bad everywhere. Um, even th you know, this is this is this is some nasty stuff too because it's coming straight from the AG. I'm not used to stuff happening that way. At least with legislation, it's it's something else that's extremely scary. The process that goes through is kind of just like. They can write whatever they want on a piece of paper, and it's that, and it's a law. That's a, that's a really frightening thing. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't even know that was possible, but I guess it is. Learn something new every day, I guess. Massachusetts. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, but uh, this little group that called in with you, uh, we're like a fantastic four. We've been. Uh, I don't want to leave anybody out, but we've been spearheading most things in Massachusetts, and. Uh, you know, with God's help, uh, hopefully we win. Because we all know, you know, a lot of people's lives are at stake. Well, Chris, have a Wonder night. Wonder Twin Powers activate. Yeah, Chris, have a night. <laughs> Chris, have a have, have a nightcap. Uh, have a nightcap. Have a nightcap. No, it sounds I like you. Uh, I haven't drank a thing. I I didn't. I have not slept. I literally. I got home from the ER at four o'clock this morning. I thought I was going to go to bed and. I had to go to work. I run two businesses, uh -huh. you know, so uh, I'm exhausted. But well, uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you all. And, uh, um, will, uh, thank you all. And again, all uh, time. for now, connect uh, with the New England Vapors Facebook group. And uh, in short time, I'm uh, Safada. So thank you, Jamie, Jen, Chris, and Jay. Um, there they go, everybody. Thanks so much, guys. Russ, yeah. Russ, please thanks, commence Russ. stupidity because we really need it. Oh, oh, this is. Right. Yeah, we do. We'll get to some real stupid stuff right about now. Thanks, guys. There they go, everybody. Shit. Um, so, yeah. So, um, let's talk a little bit about Tanner, May Tanner Mace. She is a, uh, is, was, hard to tell. Um, she broke into the pornography scene with a huge splash. Um, she is, she's fucking smoking hot, you know, tiny frame, little, I mean, perfect skin color. I mean, she's just, she's gorgeous, right? So she broke into porn. I think after like making one or two movies, she even won an AVN award, right? Um, which is, which is not, not common. Anyway, so a friend of mine, I, I, I had this, this gif of a very funny porn a very funny porn scene, I, and I sent it to him. And he said, you think that's funny? Look at this. And he sent me this video, and it's all these outtakes from... And now this is... this is I, I've learned so many things from this video. I've learned so many things. First of all, I learned that there is a genre of pornography that is um, lesbian bukkake. I did not know that was a thing. I wouldn't have even thought of it, but it is... Oh boy, is it. Um, this is actually concerning. The filming of Lesbian Bukaki 15. So um, they've had at least 14 successful videos so far from one company. Uh, so it sure as hell is a thing. 
Now, this video was apparently Tanner Mays. It was her first time doing lesbian bukkake. So this was new to her as well. Now, she signed up for it. She was at the shoot, and things started to go wrong. Now, here's, here's, where, here's where things start out. Things start out when Miss Mays, she had developed some chafing on her inner thighs, and if you and she repeatedly uh, shows her her inner thighs, and it and it does really look like she was wearing you know short shorts or something, and there was and and she was getting chafed. Now, again, this is this is a this is a scene. They're they're exchanging fluids, especially in lesbian bukkake. Apparently, there's a whole lot of fluids that are exchanged. So this was of some concern to some of the other actresses. Actresses, we're talking about a scene with like eleven girls. Um, oh God, what's going on in this? Oh boy. It's not my cup of tea. I've watched some weird porn. Um, this is on the, on the weirder end of the scale that I, I, I really kind of don't go to. Anyway, uh, one of the girls was, uh, said, well, look at this. She's got these, it looks like open wounds on her inner thighs and was concerned about this. Miss Mays took exception to this. Let's let's hear about some of the things that happened leading up to this epic meltdown on the set of Lesbian Bukaki Part 15. That's fine. That's okay. fine. That's fine. I don't need this scene. No, you don't need That's this one. That's why fans would like to see me. And you're gonna do. You're gonna do your girls. But when you know that the girls are a bunch of bitches, why would I want them to come on me? Why would I want them to come on me? They're not I all don't. They're not I all, don't. They're not all bitches. I tried to go in there. I gave her a kiss before I wanted to come on her fucking pussy or on her face. I gave her a kiss. Oh, oh. Can we can we stop for a second? Because um um like I just told everyone there so that everybody was aware that I have taping. It hurts. It hurts when I walk. Okay, so now we understand what's going on now, and I understand. Miss Mays' concern, why would you want a bitch to come on your face? I, I, shit, I was, I was with one of these girls once, let me tell you. And boy, it's, I've only been with one girl like this, one of these squirters. And the first time you get hit in the face, that's something. It is, um, I did not find it pleasant. And, and in fact, I lost, I instantly lost my erection. I, I didn't know if I was getting peed on. I didn't know what, what, what I didn't, didn't like it. I, tr now this was something that, that, that it was not like a one-time thing. This is, this girl, she was a, I mean, she does it. She, she, she squirts, whatever the fuck that is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what that fucking fluid is, but I didn't like it. And I tried, I tried to get used to it because the, the, the sex was otherwise wonderful. So I understand, um, just not wanting this in general, but Mrs. Mays is concerned. You know, why would you? Why would she want to let a bitch come on her face? Well, that's understanding. Now, Miss Miss Mays con continues and, and and explains the chafing a little bit more. It's on both sides because when I walk, it rubs, it rubs, it rubs, it rubs. I'm I'm sure anyone who's pissed their pants walked in it or been to a amusement park and went on a wet ride knows what chafing. You know, and, and not only had I discussed it, like, like from the get-go, then she wants to bring it up in the middle of the scene. Right. I'm like, fuck you. 
Yeah. Now, if she brings up a good point, you know, anyone who's pissed their pants and walked around in it should be um, should be familiar. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you fuck raw dog, and you're scared to see. You're scared to see Chafee. I gotta say, Miss Mays at this point is is chock full of good points. That didn't happen. Now, here is where the, the, it gets more and more interesting up until the blow up because you start. I mean, you can see a little more in, uh, you know, this this video is like 40 minutes long. I cut it way down, uh, particularly because a lot of it doesn't just doesn't work for for audio. But they got this guy, I guess, after she had the initial, you know, fuck it, I'm not doing the scene anymore. That's when they decided producer. Very, very intelligent, very, very smart move. Said, he said to this one camera guy, he said, get your camera and your job for the rest of the day is just to film her. Not in the scene, because she wasn't in the scene anymore, but just follow her around with the camera because he knew something might happen and it, and it sure did. Um, but this is really the heart of it. This camera guy, I mean, you shoot porn stars, you kind of get the, the, one thing that almost all of them have in common, they need to be paid attention to. They need to be the center of attention. And even as though even when she's distraught and she's walking around and she doesn't she doesn't want this being used the fact that someone has their undivided attention locked in on her the entire time it just keeps her going. And he even says, "Hey, listen, you need to be the center of attention, don't you?" Here's what she says. But if you get squirted, you'll be the center of attention. I didn't get you something. I need my card. I want to find my fucking phone. I don't care about being the center of attention. But I do. Yeah, I know you do. Exactly. <laughs> See, you want to be. Exactly. So you do the scene. Exactly. And that's what this whole industry. I mean, most of it, they're they're junkies. It's 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 really sad because it's mostly you know. For every one Sasha Gray who isn't a junkie and isn't in it for the attention, but just for every one of her, there's a thousand of these girls who are just like ignored by their fathers, junkies, just desperate for attention. And shit, yeah, people will pay attention to you. If you take your, if you do lesbian bukkake, I, I get, I get, there, there might be better forms of pornography. But here, this clip to me, Actually, as soon as I heard this, I went right on Google and I said, who is this girl? Listen to what she says here. Because, oh, by the way, she loses her cell phone um, about six times in, in, this, in this video. So she, she, she lost it. Now she finally found, listen to this, listen very carefully to what she says here. What? I missed what? Your shoe. I missed my shoe. Go figure. I'm good for that. Good for showing up drunk and fucked up and or not showing up at all. Tell everyone. Is that your phone? Is that your phone, too? Yeah. Found it. <laughs> Amazing. You found your phone. I found my phone. I would tell everybody, but they weren't as enthused when I said I lost it. Okay. What she said there is actually very important. She lost her phone, then she found her phone. She said, I, I didn't, 
she said, everyone else wasn't so enthused at the fact that she found it. Enthused. That's a big word. This woman, as soon as I heard that, I said, she's not an idiot. This woman has had higher education. Guaranteed. People don't use that word. I mean, I, when was the last that? When was the last time that you used the word enthused? It's a big girl word. So I actually, I said, well, who is this girl? And it turns out, lo and behold, she's she's had high, she has indeed had higher education. Uh, I, I believe some even some graduate school in biochemistry. This is no dummy. She might sound like an idiot, but she's not. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. It kind of smashed the stereotype. I'm like, oh, this is just some dumb hot chick who wants attention and wants to get paid, obviously. No, she's she's no dummy. Tanner Mace. <laughs> Are you on camera on me because I'm so angry? No. I'm just your personal cameraman today. Sandy's job is just to film you today, man. Do you want titties one more time? Of course. Yeah. Shows her titties. You've become my only job. Yeah, a lot of people say that to me. I'm sure they do. All right, so now we're, uh, well, she shares some wisdom about finding lost things, and then we get to the freak out. I found my phone. Yay. Again. Where was it the whole time? I don't want to tell you. Where was it? Call. Underneath my luggage. So it was here where you left it the whole time. It was exactly where I put it. That's usually where everything is. The last place I looked, or the last place I put it. It happens. Words to live by. Come on. Yes. Words to live by. Okay, so finally, the producer convinces her to go back and finish the scene. So she's got like. And this is, now keep in mind, this is right before the cameras are rolling. They're showing the setup of the scene. She's there like squatting like on a chair. And then there's this other girl like on a kitchen counter squatting over her face, ready to ejaculate on Miss Mays. And then the weird thing is they're, they're like, so it's a bukkake, you know, so it's one girl after another, after another, you know, unloading or evacuating or whatever you want to call it on her face. So the weirdest fucking thing for me was all these other girls, like, and they're not on camera. They're not in the frame. But since this is a behind the scenes, it's the guys further back and you could see all of them. And they're fervishly masturbating. It's Now, listen, you ever see a, like a, a male bukkake, they're fucking gross. But if you've ever seen one or a gangbang video or any of the any of that stuff, you always got that the guys on the side and they're fucking jerking off like crazy. Cause you know, you got one girl, you got 20 guys. There's only so many places you can put a dick on. You know, I mean five. That's stretching it, right? So all the other guys, they gotta, they gotta keep pumping off because they gotta stay hard, right? Um But in this, I, I didn't know that was necessary. All these they're fervishly masturbating. Around, dude, I was just, and honestly, it was as disturbing to me as as as, as the guys that did, it was just. I was just like, "What is going on here? This is some fucking scene." Anyway, he finally convinces her to come back, and 
They start shooting the scene again, all right? So the first girl unloads on her, right? And she's dripping wet. And then for some reason, out of nowhere, she just has a breakdown. So <laughs> here's that. Somebody stand by so wipe her face here and there. Just stay wet for right now. It looks great. Cheat, we love you being soaking wet. Yeah, just let it fall. You look hot. You look hot though, soaking wet. Okay, here we go. Ready, baby? Tanner. Who squirted on me first? Amy did. How many do I have? There's like twelve Amy. girls. Oh no, eleven. <laughs> eleven. Here, take these. Who's holding this? Yeah. I, the bad thing is I don't know who's seen after this. Well, you'll be good and clean. Okay, here we go. Ready, guys? And... Isn't there a bar I can hang on to? No. It's my ass. I, I feel that, guys. Okay, feel... and... Here we go, Tanner. Action! Sorry, I've tried three times. Would you please no. get back to Tanner? No. We're almost done. Tanner. I know we're almost done. Well, then let's finish up the scene. Get no, we're here. not. Tanner, what get back. What time is it? It's like Nobody knows? It's like 3 o'clock. Yeah, no, it's not. No, I, what time is it, Tanner? Maybe, maybe I'm bipolar. I think you guys are fucked up because I asked whoever and whoever to watch on. This is the greatest thing. I mean, there's literally in this building, this house, or whatever they're shooting in, there's 50 people there, right? I mean, you know, probably 15 or 20 of them are... are chicks porn star chicks but all the rest of them there's guys running around with cameras and production there's the you know people and nobody's got a watch <laughs> that's some kind of bit nobody knows what time it is literally nobody's got a fucking watch <laughs> and of course she can't find her phone you can't tell me what time it is that's disrespectful let's get back i'm, I'm getting fucking come on whatever whatever i've already had a problem with the scene and i don't want to Tanner, we're almost done. Let's just finish this I up. Okay, done. now get back I out here. Okay. Yeah, 4:30, hon. All right, let's finish this up. Hey, come on, Tanner. Me. Come, Tanner, come on. No. Tanner. No. Hold on, Tanner. Tanner. No, I'm going to work for you again. Okay, Tanner. Come here, Tanner. No, you're on my list. Tanner, you gotta oh. come finish the scene up. No, I don't have to finish anything. Why don't you come finish it? Tell me, give me a kill beat. Don't finish that. What's wrong, Tanner? What happened, Tanner? What happened? Tanner, what's wrong, Tanner, baby? Tanner, it's 4.40, why? We're gonna, look, there's like three more girls to come. Can we please finish I don't care if there's 17,000 girls from the North Pole. I'm not fucking finishing the scene. Why? I'm tired of you guys. Baby, what's wrong? This flipped out. For no reason. Now I learned. Now here's something else I learned from this porn outtake video. I learned something about contract law because she said, "She said I want a kill fee." And I said, "What's that? What is a kill fee?" So I looked it up. So now you guys can learn too if you don't know. A kill fee is when uh, a freelance could be anything: porn star, writer, whatever. So when you have a contract, so let's just say you're writing an article. Let's go to a more traditional profession, I suppose. Certainly not an older one, but a more traditional one. So you're contracted to write an article for a newspaper, a website, whatever. So you, in your contract, 
typically what they'll have is something called a kill fee where if the website or newspaper decides to not run your story, you are still compensated some amount, typically somewhere around 25% for your efforts. So, so you're still paid, you know, you're still paid something for your work, even though it never got published. Apparently, um, now what, what Ms. Mays is a little confused about how a kill fee works because that's if they were, for example, to decide not to release her footage into a movie or something like that, um, but she was still there and working, her contract kill fee, that, that would uh, trigger the clause, so to speak. However, she has clearly decided, for what reason nobody really knows, decided to quit, a kill fee would not apply. So this is what I learned about contract law, and I thought I'd share that with you. The second scene of Cancel. Go ahead, be, behind the scenes. This is Tanner. Tanner, what what's that? What happened? What's happened? What's happened? It's almost done. What's wrong? I say, everybody's going, playing along. It's almost done. What are you doing? We'll finish it now. There's only a couple more girls, babe. No. There's only a couple more girls. I give satisfaction of having the content. No, I'd rather take all my shit back. Tanner, we're finishing up the scene. Yeah, we're finishing up the scene. Da-da-da-da. It's the same thing to have the new sensations. Like, like if you can't catch it, it's not our problem. We haven't finished the scene, Tanner. You just jumped up and left, Tanner. It hasn't been finished. You just jumped up and left. We please go finish the scene. Come on, Tanner. It's almost over. Put three more girls. That's it. Three more girls. I don't want to do three more girls. No, we gotta finish it. Come on. I don't want to do three more girls. Tanner, come on and finish the scene. I'm tired of being came on all day. We haven't been come on all day. We're out there for 20 minutes. I'm gonna come on. I'm gonna get came on later today. Well, what does that do with us? I don't know. Nothing. I guess. Who are you shooting for later? It's already five o'clock. Oh, come on, Tanner. Are you really gonna ask that on camera, Dan? What's five o'clock? Are you really gonna go shoot for someone else at five o'clock? No, you're fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. Calm your ass down and go home, Tanner. I am going home. I am going home. Fuck you. Tanner, come on. I am going home. Tanner. Fuck you. You're out of control, so why, what? This is what I, I am out of control. I am out of control. I'm, I'm out of control. Yes. You, normal people yeah, don't do I'm this. out of control. That's right. Normal people don't fucking... They don't You're, do You are not a normal person. So, Tanner, normal... Tanner. How do we shoot everyone? No girl ever come on. anything. Come on. Let's just go finish the scene. Normal people are not... Tanner, let's just You go. are not normal. Tanner, let's just go finish the scene. No. Tanner. If you pay them their kill fee, you won't have to pay me. 
Except my kill fee. Oh, we're paying you a kill fee for quitting. I didn't know you did. Why don't we send you a bill for everything? Really? Yeah, really. Really? <laughs> it's the same really? Thing. Oh, come on, Tanner. Get in here and finish. It's ridiculous. I'm not going to. Please Why, me. Tanner? Do it for me. Come on, Tanner. Babe, you made it this far. You might as well just finish. Yeah, I did make it this far. I could give a fuck less about porn. I'd rather be a legal receptionist. Catch that on BTS. I, I could give a fuck less about porn. It just so happened that I'm good at turning guys on or something, you know, stumbled, up, stumbled upon something maybe I shouldn't have. Oh boy! See, ultimately, the right thing these these guys made the right decision to film this this is apparently apparently very popular porn outtake video, uh, and they were still able to release uh, the rest of the video up until the point where she quit. So, who got paid? I, I don't know. But if they really wanted her to finish the scene. Again, it was probably better that they did it this way because they got all this great content, which we're enjoying now. I hope we're enjoying. But if they really wanted her to finish the scene, the way to do it would have been to just shut down. Not, not, not shut down the set. Shut down all communications. Don't look at her. Don't talk to her. Just completely ignore her. And then that mental breakdown would have actually reversed there is nothing more than, than than girls like this. There is nothing more that nothing drives them crazy as much as just not paying attention to them. That's what they need. They need the attention. If they if every person working on that set had just simultaneously began to ignore her, she would have been right she would have been squatting on that chair, lickety split, and the scene would have uh, been concluded. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen. Don't call me sweetie. Please, 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 please don't call me sweetie. I know. All right, fine. Tanner. Tanner or motherfucking maze. Please go out there and finish. Tanner, come on. Let's just I really don't want to. You don't mean anything. News sensations doesn't mean anything. I'll Twitter about it. Don't worry about it. It's stupid. It's stupid. How do you hire girls? The act like pieces of shit. That's a good question. That sounds funny. But when I just get them talking about my taping thing, then it's like, oh, 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 what the, what is that? Good luck on the movie. I want to kill fate. Oh, really? How much should we pay you, Tanner? Really? Yeah, really. For spending all my time here and fl fucking flopping all your dumb immoral production shows and fucking all the people here That's, for nothing? What is that? That's a completely oh, different thing. You're all the same fucking company. No. Uh, if I can recall, I have not never worked for a more. I'm not even fucking talking to you, you piece of shit. So don't even fucking talk to me. Hey, can we get going, please? It's Friday. Yeah, I have to go. So either, you know, what you gonna do? I'm not even talking to you. You know, I'm not just... you. Then who are you fucking talking to? This is the production. I'm trying to fucking run here. Okay, okay, okay Tanner, come on. Oh, you're now you're on the production. Now you're on the production. Yes, you this got, is... You've done a pretty good job, my friend. You've done a pretty good job. Thank you very much. Tanner, come on. Let's just finish this up. Yeah, you'd wish. I would wish. I would wish. I would wish we could finish it up, too. Why did you get some mad all of What happened? All of a sudden, you just flipped out, Tanner. Really? <laughs> you think about it. You think about it. I already worked fucking 9 o'clock this morning.
morning. 8 o'clock this morning. Now, I, I, this was something else that led me to go Google. Um, and if anyone knows anything more about turkey mayonnaise, please let me know. There, I guess there's turkey mayonnaise. It's been turkey mayonnaise. It's been real. What the hell is turkey mayonnaise? It's tannery. Bye. Behind the scenes. I couldn't find a thing. Important message to all you girls thinking about doing porn. Tanner Mays has something to say about that. This is your chance, Tanner. This is your chance to speak. Tell the world. Don't do porn. Choose school. Words to live by. And then finally. I hope it works out well. I hope you don't use me because you're not allowed to use me. I don't want any of my pictures in that footage. I'll sue you fucking so fast. I don't want any of my pictures in that footage. I don't want anything about me in any of this. I'm not a bukkake girl. Dana, come on, let's just finish. We're not finishing. Why not? Because we're not. All right, uh, Tanner, it's just when Tanner makes me become a queer. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I've never done this. I've never been. Hey. I've never been offended. I've never been. No. You quit yesterday. Really? That's what you said. Well, yeah, exactly. So what's this with this? You don't quit. Come on out. That's here. two days in a row, Tanner. What's that tell you? It tells me that I'm getting fed up, that I'm getting taken advantage of, that porno maybe isn't for me. That's what that tells me. Three hundred. Okay, let me let, let's talk about fluffing. You want to talk about fluffing? Close the door. What do you want to talk about? You tell me. What, what do you, you want to talk this about? This is your chance to talk, Tanner. I don't want to tell anything. And her taxi has arrived. And that's where the video ends. I would have loved to get some taxi footage, but listen, I could. So again, that, that video. In the, from the time where she decided to leave and, you know, not do the scene, it was another 20 minutes of her walking around, finding her cell phone, losing her cell phone, just walking in circles, just. After she had decided to leave, it, I just found this so fascinating, and I, and, I, and I figured I'd share with you the, I don't know, the parts that worked for audio, I guess. I don't know. I just found it fascinating. I don't know why there are not reality shows around these porn stars. I, I mean, they, they might be more profitable than the pornography. Um, and, you know, the sad thing, this girl... When this video was made, I don't know what year this was made. It was a, it was a few years ago, though. It's hot as can be. I mean, smoking, smoking hot. And if you go on her Twitter now, oh boy! I mean, she posts a lot of old pictures now. She doesn't even have a website linked on her Twitter, so you don't know, where you find this girl working. I, I don't know, but whatever she's doing, I mean, whatever drugs, alcohol, I don't know what she's up to. But you don't get that old that fast. I mean, she has hit the wall in a major way. I mean, it's time to go back to biochemistry. Uh, 
it's sad. I mean, I think the the moral of the story is fathers just pay attention to your daughters because that's what this is all about. They just want a daddy to pay attention. It's really sad, actually. That's why I watch, that's why mainly when I watch porn, I just, I go to Sasha Gray because I know you don't have to feel guilty. Guilt-free Bukaki. Now there, is that URL taken? Guilt-free Bukaki.com. Um, 